Psalms 55, verse 1 says, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thy face from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. As I, And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness, Salah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Let's bow for prayer. Father, thank you tonight for the good singing. Thank you for the liberty in the house of God. And Lord, for your people. Thank you, Lord, for the time that we have in the fellowship hall. And I pray for every home and marriage. God, help us all to just continue on to serve you, to be what you'd have us to be. I pray now that you'll give us liberty and vocabulary these next few moments and do that work that only you can do. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to preach Psalms 55, but for the sake of time tonight, because I will not preach every verse in this psalm, time would not allow, but simply will do an overview of what Psalms 55 consists of and deal with the subject matter that's within this psalm tonight. But I want to preach on this subject tonight on when sorrows like sea billows roll. When sorrows like sea billows roll. In Psalms 55, David wrote this psalm at a very critical time in his life. If you study the life of David, he had certainly had some good days and had some great days in his life, but much of David's life was filled with adversity. Now, some of that was self-inflicted wounds because of sin. We know that in the latter part of his years, but I want to say prior to that, these psalms, and in particular, this psalm that was written was not because of David's sin, but it was because of David's success. It was because that God had blessed David, God had been good to David and God had promoted him. I want to say this to all of us tonight, the world will never play fair. Can I get an amen right there? And the world is not going to treat us right tonight. And if God elevates us and if God uses us in any manner that gets the world's attention, I promise you tonight, the world will always do one thing. And that's what happened to David. The world, or the flesh, should I say, will always envy that. Amen? Uh, the world wants popularity. They want prestige. They, they want peace and they want pleasure. But they want it without God and without Christ. Amen? You and I tonight know that there is nothing and this world that can bring us peace outside the Lord Jesus. And so uh, David in Psalms 55 here, uh, he is uh, once again finding himself in a very critical point because in this psalm, it's probably some of the deepest wounds that David ever experienced in all of his life. These wounds in Psalms 55 would run deeper than the wounds that Saul had tried to put upon him. It would be deeper than any wound that the Philistines would ever bring upon David's life. You say, preacher, why is that? Well, because in this psalm, David feels uh, uh, the betrayal and the abandonment of both, of both a family member and a really close friend. Absalom was his own son and tried to take away the kingdom. And his true one of his truest uh, uh, men that was within the palace, Ahithophel, uh, turned against him. And so David is suffering a double wound here. You know, sometimes in life, we're going to feel, we're going to have some family members, we're 
we're going to have some friends uh, that's going to walk away from us. Uh, and seemingly those wounds may run deeper than any wound that we've ever experienced. But what I want to tell you tonight is when family and friends have forsaken you, there is still a faithful friend uh, that said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. I want you to see in the first eight verses here, we notice here uh, David as he is uh, uh, calling out to God, we see his anguish. As the Bible says, uh, he said, give ear to my prayer, O God. David is feeling anguish. Uh, I want you to notice why David felt this anguish is because uh, he cries out to God and says, give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. David in verse number one and two, he feels abandonment from God. He feels like God is not listening to him. He feels like God has hid himself from him. He said, attend unto my prayer in verse two and hear me, I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. You know, when I read them two verses, they encouraged me, Brother Laddie, because listen, David has been through that and there's been some times in my life when I prayed and I felt like God wasn't listening. I mean, I know his ears are open unto our prayers, but sometimes when we pray, it seems like heaven is not paying attention, amen? We know all the scriptures. I mean, tonight, you know those scriptures as well as I do, that God is faithful, that God will listen, that he will hear, but yet we cannot help how our flesh feels. And sometimes we feel like God has abandoned us. Even though we know it's not true, the devil has a way of bringing that into light and magnifying that. And David feels abandonment from God. And this anguish is within because he doesn't know where God is at or what God is doing. And then in verse number three, he feels abuse from men, as he said, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. David said, I not only feel abandonment from God, I feel like God is not listening. He said, but men have turned against me. Men are bringing bringing oppression upon my life. You know, sometimes uh, uh, people will turn on you without a cause, amen? Sometimes people will turn against you and listen, you'll sit down and wonder what did I do wrong? I mean, I know we're not perfect tonight. There's been times uh, that we have brought things upon ourselves, but sometimes uh, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you live. Uh, sometimes it seems like there'll be someone that'll just have it out for you, amen? You ever been there? Brother, I'm telling you, there's no worse feeling in the world than to have an enemy that sometimes you don't even understand why they're your enemy. They've turned against you. You know, in pastoring a church, that happens a lot of times to pastors. I don't have anybody in mind when I think of this, but I can tell you it's a reality. Because a lot of times people will leave the church, they'll sin, they'll brag about their sin, they'll leave the church and then for some way or another, you've heard the story a million times over, uh, some way or another it either becomes the church's fault, the pastor's fault or the preacher's wife's fault. It's always our fault in the end. Have you ever thought about that? They do the sinning, they enjoy their sin, they live in their sin and then listen, you know what sin brings? The Bible says it brings a reproach. Well, people love sin, but they don't like that reproach. 
And in order to get that reproach or to attempt to get that approach off of them, it has to be somebody else's fault if they don't get right with God. And it's always the church. And David is serving God. And so now it's David that is in the wrong. David is the problem here with the kingdom and what's taking place. And, And so David says, men have abused me. You know, we can't get discouraged because of what people say about us. Isn't that right? And we can't spend our days wondering and listening to criticism and trying to answer critics. We must just go on and serve God and do what God has called us to do. Leave the critics in the dust, amen. Let God be your defense and he'll take care of those uh, that will criticize you. David has learned by now that he can, there's some battles he can't win and there's some brothers that he can't win and so he's just got to turn it over to God and let God take care of it, amen. I want to tell you that's the way you have to live in life and we see that David's anguish in what he felt and then in what he feared. Look what he said in verse four and five. He said, my heart is sore pain within me and the terrors of death are falling upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me and horror hath overwhelmed me. I mean, David is in bad shape. When your own family turns against you and when one of your own faithful men or friends turns against you, I mean, that'll put a man in a state of feeling overwhelmed. Probably one of the greatest false securities we have is to think that because we're surrounded by family and friends that everything's just going to be okay in life. I want to tell you something about those two. Family members leave and so do friends one by one. Some leave because of death and they depart. Heaven calls them away and they're gone. And some walk away. And the older you and I get through life, one by one they are subtracted. Not all of them are subtracted in the negative sense. I think you understand that. Some of them just go to glory. I was thinking about it today. I thought, you know, the closer we get to the end, the more people we have on that side than we have on this side. The more friends are on that side than will be on this side, the closer you get to the end. And that's the way life is. So when it comes to the end of the way, the only friend that we can really count on, the only family member that we can really count on that will be there in the end is him, amen? And David has this fear that, oh my goodness, if my own son, if my own faithful man would turn against me, then who else in the kingdom is going to ever stand with me? Hey, I want to tell you, fear comes in all of our life. Fear comes in all of our heart. And most of the time it comes when there's been a deep wound, when there's been pain, the devil will magnify five fears in our life. But I'm reminded of what David said in Psalms 53 and verse number six. He said, what time I am afraid? He said, I will trust in thee. Amen. I'm going to tell you the Bible says the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When fear comes in your heart, you know how to dismiss fear? Dismiss it with faith. Amen. Say in spite of how I feel, in spite of what's going on around me, yet I'm just going to trust in God. I'm telling you nobody ever sank putting their faith in God. Nobody ever went under when they stood on faith and trusted God. You say, preacher, I don't know what to do. A sorrow's like sea billows roll in my life right now. I'll tell you what to do. Get out of the boat. Praise God. Step out on faith and trust the master of the wind. He will get you through the storm. He will say, peace be still. And if not, he'll walk with you through the storm and see you to the other side. I'm just simply saying this tonight. David feels fear in his life. Amen. Then I notice what David fancies in verse number six and seven. He said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. 
Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. Do you know I can identify with that tonight? How many of us in this building, you don't have to raise your head, but has there ever been times you just wanted to get away from everybody? Ever been times you just wanted to crawl in a hole? Amen. I don't know if you've been there, but I've been there. I'm telling you, there have been times in life when, when sorrows and, and things come, it'll sink you so low that oftentimes you just don't want to see nobody. You don't want to have to try to put that smile on your face. You, you don't want to have to just say uh, everything is good when you know everything's not good and you know that you can't tell them what's bad uh, for it wouldn't benefit them none. Uh, it'll only pull them down uh, and you don't want to see those faces. But can I tell you something? Uh, I'm glad God don't give us wings, amen? If I had wings, I'd do what David did. He's a lot of times free and I'd just fly away, wouldn't you? I'd fly so far away from my problems, fly so far away from people sometimes. I'd fly so far away from circumstances. You know the danger in that? We might fly so far away we'd never find our way back. But you know what God does? He said, I won't give you wings. He said, but I'll tell you what I will give you. I'll give you a strong, mighty hand. I'll give you a comforter. I'll give you a friend. I'll give you a book of promises. I'll give you the Holy Spirit. I'll wrap my loving arms around you. I'll pour the healing balm of Gilead on your soul and I'll heal the wounds and I'll see you through the midnight hour. I'll give you a song in the night. Praise God. I'm just simply saying this. There's something better than wings, friend and that's a shepherd that'll walk with you through the good times and through the bad. I don't enjoy the sorrows of life but I'm here to tell you I've never drowned in those sorrows the waves may get high and the billows may roll but somehow he always keeps us afloat he always keeps us on the top side my friend I'm glad hallelujah he'll see you through the sorrows of life you're not going to drown tonight don't you know God ain't never lost anybody he ain't never even had to throw him a life vest friend ain't nobody ever fell off the boat hallelujah the old ship of Zion, my friend, has weathered the storms of lifetime. I'm not going to finish this psalm, but I just want to tell you tonight, the old ship of Zion has weathered so many storms for so many saints. I'm telling you, it's been beaten and battered and torn, but somehow, somewhere, some way, she stays topside of the waters. She keeps pressing through the storms. You don't need wings. When you got the master and the captain, another boat. He'll see you through. He'll see you to the other side. Oh, bless his name. He is a good God. He has never failed. He has never let me down. He has never left me behind. I've sailed these waters with him long enough to know he'll be with you through the storms. He'll go with you. He'll help you. He'll stand there in your time of need. He'll stand by your side. He is God and he'll be real in your life. Hallelujah. Woo! Woo! I say glory to God. He will not fail. His grace will be sufficient. His mercy is everlasting. His loving kindness, it'll carry you through the hardest of life, amen. As the old songwriter said, he'll hold to my hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. I ain't out of words. I'm out of breath. Hallelujah. Isn't he wonderful? 
on a Wednesday night. I can't tell you how many times I went to church on a Wednesday night. I, could, I was so low, I could have crawled under the carpet. The problems and the pressures of life. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, if I could have sprouted wings, I'd have been gone. Uh, I mean, maybe you're not like that. Uh, but I'm telling you, sometimes uh, you just want to get away from it all. Uh, but I'm telling you, one of these days, uh, we're going to say goodbye to the last sorrow. We're going to walk through the last valley. We're going to climb the last hilltop. Uh, and on the other side, uh, we're going to be home. Hallelujah. And there'll be no storm clouds. There'll be no sorrow. There'll be no more troubles, thank God. But until then, he said, press on, child of God. Press on, press on. I'll help you along the way. And David, he carries on. He goes off. You know, last night I sat in church and I was sitting there and, and God said, I want you to preach this message. It was an old message I had preached in Many, many years. Well, that sounds old, don't it? Wasn't that many years. But for me, it had been a long time. And I said, Lord, I, I'll never remember that sermon. And I started looking around and digging around. And I said, oh, Lord, I'll, I'll never remember that sermon, all that. And the, and the sermon was on grace. I said, God, I, I'm afraid I'll blunder it up. Can I just preach something I'm real familiar with right now? And the Lord said, no, I'll help you if you'll just preach it. Well, I didn't know, Brother Laddie. I don't know if I preached it for them or me. I don't know how much it was helping them, but it sure was a helping me. I'll tell you what happened. I didn't just preach on grace. I, I rolled over in some of it last night. Amen. And got deep enough. I didn't ever care if I ever came back. Amen. I'm going to tell you something better than wings tonight. It's God's rivers of grace uh, that'll run over you. Uh, it'll help you. Uh, I'm telling you, it'll soothe uh, the things you have to face in life. Uh, there is grace for the race. Uh, there is grace in your time of need. Uh, there's grace when you're low and down and don't know what to do. Uh, I wasn't low and down, but I'll tell you what grace did. It filled my soul last night. I'm so thankful that he is real tonight in my life. And tonight David says, I'm just overwhelmed. Well, there's no point in finishing this. A lot more in that psalm. And David will move on, but it's a totally different thought. So I want to say tonight as he gives the song ready, I just believe that's all God wants. Sorrows like sea billows roll in all of our life. Today, I don't have a lot of sorrows, but I have had them. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know this much. God is faithful. He will not leave you by yourself. Standing somewheres in the shadows, you will find Jesus. I've, I, there's days that I've prayed that I didn't know where he was at. But I'm going to tell you something. Every day, every day, this is a blessed thought to me. Brother Barnes, there's days I prayed that I really didn't know where he was. Didn't seem like he was doing anything. I wasn't feeling nothing. But every day that I really needed him to touch me, Every day I needed, and he knew I needed him to show up. Guess what? He always showed up. He always touched me. 
See, that's the thing. He knows when we need him the most. He knows when you can't take anymore. He knows when you've been to the end of the road. He knows when the last weight that you can bear is on your shoulder. And then underneath, he said, are the everlasting arms of God. He told Israel, he said, the eternal God is thy refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms of God. I used to preach things like that, but I really didn't know what they meant. But tonight, I want to tell you, he's faithful. God is so faithful. He will not, he will not leave you in the midst of your adversity. Let's stand tonight when sorrows like sea billows roll. I'll tell you what you do. You bring it to him. You talk to him about it. You tell him. He'll hear you tonight. He'll also hear you.